Do you live stream these when you do them on YouTube? Hey, shut it. We're going live. If you or someone you love struggles with a gambling addiction, please call 1-800-GAMBLER today. And please, gamble responsibly. everyone and welcome into another episode of sports betting by dummies i'm your host patty parlays and joining me as always the voice of god the green goblin himself diz diz welcome in buddy hey thanks patty juiced for a uh football friday on a thursday and uh last part of the year absolutely absolutely and noticeably missing the beautiful face we all love connor connor unfortunately had uh maintenance for his refrigerator show up today when he had it scheduled for yesterday and uh, he's just down bad but don't worry folks we have his football friday picks we have his dumbest dummy competition bets so we have just about everything so we'll try to do as best we can without him but uh nonetheless we'll keep it moving all right diz so we talked about we were going to do a 2022 year preview, and then we got Football Friday. Is there one that you would rather do first? I would rather start with the resolutions. Okay. So I have a handful of personal ones, and then I have group ones. Oh, nice. Is there a way to track group ones? You mean just like in our best bets as a whole? Yeah, there's a, there's a few things. You, you'll you'll understand it when we get to it. Um, but do you want to start us off, Diz? I don't know what you have. I think the biggest one for me is uh, the one where you guys lap the field on me, and that is biggest underdog win. Mm. I'm really hoping. I know it still doesn't compare to you guys, but I'm real and hope. I'm really hoping for a ten to one, so plus a thousand minimum biggest underdog win. I'm really hoping for that uh, to be a goal of mine. Nice. I, I like that a lot. Um, and it, it at least pushes me to take some more risks, you know. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um, what do you got? So. I'll go ahead and give you guys Connor's because Connor just sent them in the group. He said, my advice for 2022 is to accept nights that are losing nights. Don't chase victories. If it's just not your night for betting, don't dig a deeper hole. Very easy to do. So it's one of those, uh, you know, gamble responsibly uh, tips that we typically uh, throw out there. You know, don't, don't just go chasing victories. Like if you lose a handful one night, don't, don't put more bets in in the late, later games trying to make that money up yeah it's pretty so, deep yeah that's connor man i mean even when he's not here he's dropping just the knowledge the dimes absolutely so similar to yours is um so my personal goals for this year so i have hit two hail mary parlays i believe i hit <laughs> one uh, in the past year, that was the one we talked about in the last episode, the biggest one. So I want to double up. I want to hit two this year. Um, and then I said I want to cash out over one G in winnings. This Jesus so, Christ. Hey, but if if think about it though, if I hit two Hail Mary parlays of the day, then I'm cashing out probably more than one thousand in just those two bets alone. 
So that wow. is that is my goal. I want to hit one G in Winix. Wow. And then I also have in here that I never want to put in any more money into the sports books. So I want. Oh my to, God! I, For next year. Yeah. Wow. S- stay where I'm at. Cash out when I'm over my uh, bankroll limit or whatever. And so it's it's a fine line. But if I if I hit those three goals, then I'm gonna have a heck of a 2022. Love it. You didn't know I was going to bring that heat, did you? I really was. I'm surprised. That's uh, that's pretty steep. But I love the, uh, I love the, uh, I love the desire. That's that's crazy. I don't know if you're going to get there, but if you do, I'm going to be in trouble in the competitions. So you you know I'm a very optimistic person. I always look for the the bright side, the the positive. So when I have goals, they're usually pretty lofty. And if you shoot. For the stars and you miss you know you'll land on the moon right wow that's deep pat this is best episode of the year right here and it's our last one wow wow i love it now i have some group goals diz but do you have anything else yeah just uh i want to have at least 30 sgps and parlays one okay that's good. Um, I was surprised that I actually had 25, so I'm curious if that's accurate. But even if it isn't, um, I'm going to try to take more parlays and maybe ride with my boys. And I feel like 30 same-game parlays would be successful. And then I want a different most-bet team, nothing against the Reds, but uh want to kind of expand. And like you do, Pat, excuse me, like you do, is find a team that you get hot with and uh, stick with them and – take the value when you can get it. So hoping for a different most bet team, Sorry, Sunshine, uh, biggest <laughs> underdog win over 10 to one, and then over 30 same game parlays and parlays one. Now, those are my, uh, those are my goals. I would love, I would love a biggest single win over a hundred dollars, but I'm going to, I'm not going to do that yet. Uh, just because the only way that happens is if I hit a crazy parlay. So. Hey, you you can knock a few of those out in one swoop. Very true. Very true. So the these are what I have down for the group goals, Diz, and we can adjust these as as we see fit. But let me let me just go through all of these, okay? Okay. So the first one is never have a negative month for group best bets. Wow. Obviously, that's very difficult, especially since in the past few months when we started doing group best bets. You know, we're usually a couple units positive. But a positive month for a group best bets is ideal, and that's how you keep building your repertoire, your your reputation. Um, so that, that I think that's a, a decent a decent uh, group goal. Love it. Now this one, this is another uh, another stretch here, Diz. But I I wanted us as a group in the group best bets to be. One plus one hundred units by the end of the year. What? Yeah. So that's if, no. There's no way. But hold on, hold on. Just think about this. Just think about this. If we never have a negative month, right? So let's just say we're plus five units for twelve months. What is what is that? Is that seventy? That's sixty. Sixty. So the accountant. Yeah. Asked me to do twelve times five for him. Yeah. 
Correct. But um, I don't think that's that absurd to say that we're doing five plus units a month. And then, I mean, this is the best month we've had as a group. And what are we at? Like plus four units or something? Correct. And so if we have if we have a perfect night tonight, then we're looking at you know plus seven plus eight. And if we if we we're gonna that, need eight plus eight units a month as a team. Correct. And 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 we I, lose Connor after next week. Exactly. Yes, that is true. But I'm just saying. Again, these are lofty goals, but I think we can do them. Wow. Do you want to adjust that at all? Do you want to make that like plus fifty? I, I think, I think that seems uh, too steep. I think maybe we just maybe we keep it at every month is positive. Okay. Okay. That's fine. That's fine. Maybe okay. a, maybe avoiding like the bad months or something. Like yeah. consistently being positive. Okay. That's fine. So 100 that... for 12 months is crazy in my opinion. But I want to see it happen. Just because it's not in our group goals doesn't mean that it won't happen. It's a good point. It's a good point. Um, so this one we can't really track, but we kind of can mentally look at and keep track of. So this one I just have I want to further develop the show visually. So mm. you know we're on YouTube now. We're live on every episode. And visually, we're kind of lacking right now. It's literally just our faces. There's no shifting of the faces, not making people bigger who are talking, make people smaller that aren't talking, no ticker, no you know visuals. So I would like to kind of mess with that this next year and you know make it so it's an exciting show to watch and maybe make it more visually appealing for those that are watching on YouTube. Yeah, hell yeah. And then, of course, you know, going off of that, the next goal I have is get 100 subs on YouTube. We, we talked about it before. Once we hit that 100 sub mark, then we hit on – or we get, we get a unique URL that we can share with everyone. And so that's, that's what I want the goal to be for next year. Absolutely. Absolutely. Where are we at now? Um, I, I don't have that pulled up. I can't look just yet, but, uh, okay. Are we, but I mean, like, it'll be like a tough goal. I think so. I think we're last I checked, we were like seven or eight, I think. Okay. So we, we have some work to do. Um, but I think also maybe making it more visually appealing, making more clips and making our YouTube kind of put out there more. I think that can help kind of all of this work together. Absolutely. And then the final one is this is kind of not really affecting you that much, but I want to make sports betting by dummies into its own company, its own LLC. So Jesus. then, so then we can possibly work with sports books as sponsors. I've done the research. I've looked into this. It'll cost about 500 bucks to, well, so first it takes like 70, 75 bucks or something to create an LLC in Indiana, which is where we're at. But then you have to pay a $500 application fee to get some sort of certification or something. So that way, then you can work with sports books. So, again, if, if I cash out over $1,000 in winnings, I can use $500 of that to create a company and look at uh, making this into working with sports books for sponsors. And so it's all kind of intertwined and interchanged here, Diz. Oh, yeah. 
Love that. That seems steep as well, but hey, you're uh, reach for the stars. If you miss, you land on the moon. Is that how, is that how you worded it? You nailed it. You nailed it. Hell yeah. All right. So there you go. Now, anything for the goals, Diz, before we move on? Um, I don't think so. I mean, those were pretty steep as a team. I like the team goals. I hadn't even thought about any of those. Um, but yeah, I mean, this is a group podcast and, uh, with Connor being out, uh, after next week, you know, maybe we look into getting more people on it or do we want to, um, maybe try to find a consistent third. I mean, no offense to sunshine or miles or rank or anyone else who's been on it, but it was kind of nice to have that third piece that you always knew was going to be on. Correct. So a couple things on that. Um, there is a chance that Connor comes back after a couple months. Now, we don't know the likelihood of that or if he'll even be able to, but I absolutely do not mind looking to find a third person to fill the Connor-sized void. But that is something we can look at uh, going forward. Sweet. Just wanted to hear your thoughts. and uh, Yeah, we'll, we'll play that by ear. I was just curious. Yep. And Diz, remind me, at the end of the show, when I ask if there's anything that we want to talk about before we call it a day, or call it a year. <laughs> um, All right. Me and Sunshine were talking about good old Carl Wentz earlier, and so okay. we have to settle something about Carl Wentz before the show is over. Ouch. Okay. But let's move into Football Friday. All right, you know the drill, Diz, favorite underdog over under. I will start with my favorite favorite. I'm going Chiefs minus five and a half versus the Bengals. I teased this earlier on in the week, but the Bengals have looked great the past two weeks, and so I think it's time for their stinker. They're one of those inconsistent teams that they'll look really good at points and they'll look really bad at points, and the Chiefs are buzzing right now, so I like the Chiefs minus five and a half versus the Bengals. But Bengals plus five and a half as uh, one of my favorite underdogs. Um, I did not, so I didn't just spoil that. But I, I just the Bengals are fighting for a playoff spot. We saw them absolutely assault the Ravens. Joey Burrow made a statement, and I think for them to get five and a half points at home, I get it's the Chiefs. The Chiefs have been the best team in the NFL as of late. They really turned a leaf this season, and I, I respect the Chiefs and everything they do. But the Bengals fighting for a playoff spot, I just can't imagine this one gets ugly. I know the Chiefs just stomped the Steelers. Let's have a short-term memory because the Steelers are garbage. I said it, the Steelers are garbage. Bengals are going to fight, and even if they lose this game, I think it's by a field goal. So I hard disagreement here. But, uh, you know, of course, if the Chiefs blow them out, you know, it's not the biggest surprise in the world because it's the Chiefs. But I think they're going to struggle to cover. Uh, because of their recent success, and I think this line is too much, man. I, I just the Bengals fighting for that last playoff spot at home. Um, I like the Bengals here. I might even put them in an underdog uh, parlay to get some value. Okay. Um, Diz, do you want to go ahead and give us your favorite favorite, and then I'll give you Connor's favorite favorite and underdog. 
Yeah, sure. I'm I'm loving the Titans minus three and a half against the Dolphins. Um, I think this is just a mismatch. Like the Titans have a better roster, and I know the Dolphins are hot. I think it comes to an end, and uh, I think the Titans roll here. They clinch the division, um, and and they're starting to get hot at the right time. I'm a little worried uh, as a Colts fan that we're going to face them early in the playoffs, and um, they've already beaten us twice. So uh, I'm liking the Titans. I think it's a mismatch. I think they roll, and I think the Dolphins kind of go back to reality. Their last game of the season is against the Patriots, and I think uh, this one is kind of the beginning of it was a good story, but the Dolphins are out. I am not ready to say that the Titans are a good team or that they're all the way back. I mean, they they've seen they obviously don't have Derrick Henry, so they don't really have a run game. And when you make when you force Tannehill to have to pass, that's when you're in good against the the Titans. But uh, it is a you can either look at it as a Dolphins revenge game against Tannehill or a Tannehill revenge game against the Dolphins. I don't know which way you look at it there, but uh... well. I mean, I was really impressed with the Titans last week against the 49ers. I could not believe that they won that game. I mean, True. the 49ers were red hot. As a, as Colts fans, we needed the Niners to win for us to have a chance to win the division. And uh, I don't I don't know, man. I know they still don't have. Um, I know they still don't have Derrick Henry, but um, they ran the ball on the Niners a little bit and. Uh, you know, they still had 90 yards rushing, and I, I the Niners have one of the best fronts uh, defensively in the NFC. So, I don't know. I'm liking Tennessee. I, I, I hope I'm wrong. I hope they lose. Um, but, uh, yeah, I think Miami Street comes to an end. I, I will say that the Titans do are one of the few teams in the league that always seem to win no matter the circumstance. So, I, I, I will tend to agree with you on that. Absolutely. Um, so now Connor's favorite favorite, he actually went Eagles minus three and a half. If he's betting on his Eagles, especially in a division matchup against the Washington football team, I think you have to hammer the Eagles minus three and a half. Well, and Washington's done. I mean, yeah. they're beat up. They're they're missing guys, and they just got absolutely embarrassed last week. So I I I, they're out of the playoff hunt, right? officially Washington yeah I think so okay yeah I'm I'm I support this if they're out of it um and then actually I'm going to skip his favorite underdog because he has the same underdog that I do so Diz go ahead and give us your favorite underdog I when I saw this line it almost seems too good to be true and I'm I'm really curious about your thought on this Pat but Broncos plus six and a half is by far my favorite line I've had in a long time. Um, I know the Broncos just lost to the Raiders, but I would argue that the Chargers had one of the worst losses of the season last week. I know they were beat up, but even when they're healthy, the Chargers have the worst run defense in the NFL. And uh, Denver has a two-headed monster with Melvin Gordon and uh, I can't think of the other guy's name. Javante Williams, Williams, I think. Yeah. is his name. Yeah. I think they're going to run all over him. I think six and a half points is nuts. Is um, it in L.A.? It is in L.A., which 
isn't the best of home field advantage, as you are aware, because the Chargers don't have any fans. Mm-hmm. But um, I don't know. I just think this. I think this is a coin flip game. I couldn't believe the the spread was six and a half. Where am I wrong? Because Diz, the Chargers are like the Bengals. Uh, the Chargers just lost to the Texans last week as a they were twelve and a half point favorites. So what does that mean? They're going to do this week. They're going to come out in a game where they probably should lose, and they're going to win by three touchdowns against the Broncos. That, that's, of course, of that that's how the Chargers work. I get that, but that's uh, that's my only rebuttal. Is I the Bengals and the Chargers are the two teams this year where I take whatever happened last week and flip it for them the next week. So I understand that. That's that's just where I'm going with that. I agree the Chargers' defense run defense is horrific, but also if Drew Locke is the quarterback for the Broncos, then I could see the Chargers just running away with it. All right, so Diz, my fav- me and Connor's actually favorite underdog this week is the Lions plus seven versus the Seahawks. The Lions have been one of the best ATS teams this season. They aren't great, but they get great spreads. And uh, them getting a full touchdown against the Seattle Seahawks team that just lost to the Bears. Um, I, me and Connor both like the Lions plus seven here. Yeah, I, I, I liked it as well. I mean, the Lions, they tend to fight in these games that they shouldn't win, and right. Seahawks are trash. So I'm, I'm all right with it. I, I was a little worried here because um, – I feel like it could get to that point, and I heard this on a podcast. I don't even know what podcast it was. Shout out to whoever it was, and I apologize. But uh, these last two weeks could be the weeks where Russell Wilson just plays out of his ass because he wants to play for someone else next year. True, true. This could be a uh, couple prove-it games for him. couple prove-it games. Um, so, uh, yeah, I don't know. I uh I, I definitely, if I had to pick one on this game, I definitely go Lions plus seven. I love rooting for the Lions to cover because they they always seem to fight in games that they shouldn't be in. Exactly. Um, the Lions won't win, but they'll probably lose by like four points or something weird because that's where they've been all season and they've been getting touchdowns in these games. Yeah. So I support it, but wouldn't be surprised if uh, Russ cooks. Yeah. Um. So for my favorite, wait, did we we did your favorite underdog? Yeah, we did. Um, so for my favorite over, I'm going Rams Ravens over 46 and a half. Both teams are in the playoff hunt. I mean, the Ravens aren't really, they're pretty much out of it, but, um, Huntley should be back for the Ravens and the Rams can score and the Ravens will have to keep up. So, uh, I think this will be a high scoring affair. Yeah, Pat, why is this line only, oh, it's at four and a half now. Okay. I, it was at three and a half when I checked yesterday. Felt too good to be true. Why are the Rams not favored by more here? I I, I don't know this for sure, but um, the with with Hunley back, you know, the Ravens actually have a chance to win this game. But I also think that the past few weeks, Matthew Stafford has had some of the worst games that they've ever had, or that he's ever had, and they've still found a way to win. But I think the thought is. Uh, this game might be close if Stafford keeps turning the ball over. Got you, got you. Yeah, I, I, I'm. I, I was. My thought was like they have to be thinking Lamar's going to be back, right? Yeah, could be. But it, to most people, Hunley and Lamar are almost interchangeable at this point. 
Honestly, shout out to Huntley. Love that guy. Yeah. Um, yeah, I was thinking that one, but I, I'm probably going to stay away until further notice. But maybe throw it in a tease or something, bring that down. Yeah. What's your favorite over? I got Texans Niners over 44. Um, you, you, I know I'm Mills riding Mafia? high. I, yeah, I know I'm riding high off this Texans Chargers game last week. I know the Chargers had a lot of people out, but the Texans put up points, dude. Um, the, I don't even remember. The Texans I don't have even, some weapons. I mean, there's no denying it. If they can get some consistent quarterback play. And Davis Mills has been popping off. I mean, they put up 40. If we look at their last three games, okay, I, I, now before that it gets sloppy. You have 41 points against the Chargers. You have 30 points against the Jaguars. And you have 13 points against the Seahawks. I know that's a pretty steep drop-off. Yeah. And I know the Niners have a good defense. But I think they can put up points. Davis Mills has looked really good recently. Uh, he can sling the rock a little bit. So I, I'm I'm proud he's making a name for himself. I'm proud he's kind of stepping up. And uh, Niners have something to prove after this Titans game. So I would I would be surprised if both of these offenses came out slow. I think the Texans are going to try to ride the high of the momentum they have. And the Niners need to win. They're fighting for a playoff spot, wouldn't you know? Yeah. And then, so for Connors over, he had Browns Steelers over 41. Um, this is just my opinion on this and my assumption. So it is a division game, so that it'll be a close game. But also, um, the Steelers' defense is severely banged up, and the Browns can't stop a runny nose. So um, I think Connors thinking there might be a lot of points in that one, and it might be like a three-point game. And if I'm wrong, Connor, I apologize, but it's what happens when you're not on the pod. I get to twist your words and fix it to be uh, to fit my agenda. So, um, and then his favorite under, he likes the Raiders Colts under forty four and a half. I don't really have anything on that. Interesting. Maybe, maybe Interesting. he thinks Wentz isn't playing. Well, even if Wentz doesn't play, the way the Colts have to win is by running the football. That's no secret. But I would also say that the Colts put up points even when they do run the ball well. So that that's my only concern. I would love to hear his thought on that because he'd probably have a great point that we're not thinking about. But yeah, um, yeah, interesting. I stayed away from the Colts game in general. Um, well, actually, they're in a tease. I, I have that game in a teaser later on, but. Uh, just a weird game with all the COVID stuff. So nothing in my football Friday slate for the Colts and Raiders game. All right, Diz, if you had to take an under, what are you taking? Yeah, I was I was kind of lost here. I love the board this week, uh, which means that I was not looking at unders at all. Um, I only look at unders if I don't know what else to bet. Um, Chiefs Bengals fifty one simply because it was the highest number. Um, Seems like a lot of points. Uh, I know the Chiefs will put up 30, 40 here and there, but uh, I think this is going to be close. I think it's going to be two uh, two good AFC teams, one that needs to win more than the other, and I think they're going to fight. And uh, I wouldn't be surprised if the Bengals win. Now, if the Bengals do win, I think they would have to keep the Chiefs down. That's below, like, 30 points. That's really, like, the only way, and that still doesn't add up at in some instances. So I don't know. I'm not an unders guy. This was just the ones. It was the highest number. Gotcha. Gotcha. Well, I took Bears Giants under 37 and a half. Um, I was hesitant on this one. I agree with you. There weren't a lot of unders that stood out to me this week. But uh, I think the Bears defense is their strong point. 
And I definitely don't trust their offense. And we definitely don't trust the Giants in any as- aspect of their game. So it's it's more of a hope that the the Giants' uh, defense can hold the Bears' offense in check and the Bears' offense just isn't slinging it with uh, Nick Foles. I don't know who's starting a quarterback for them this week, but. That's I, I'm I'm hoping it's Nick Foles, and I I was going to comment on this game. I really like the Bears in this game. It feels like five and a half is too much points for a team that is pretty cheeks. So I put them in a tease, um, especially with Nick Foles going. It's kind of like a how the hell did Nick Foles not play earlier in the year situation. Yep. Um, even like from a developing Justin Fields standpoint, like Nick Foles has won a Super Bowl and has played big games and has won big games, and Andy Dalton hasn't done any of that. So I was a little surprised that Nick Foles didn't play more. And I think now, even in hindsight, you're like, Nagy, what the hell are you doing? So if Nick Foles plays, I'm riding the Bears. I'm going to tease him down. Yeah, if I if I take a side in this game, I think I'm taking the Bears. I mean, you can't touch anything with the uh, Giants. Yep. All right, Diz. So games we didn't touch on. Falcons, Bills, 14.5. 14.5 is a lot of points, but uh, the Bills are still playing for something and Falcons aren't, I don't think. So I think I'm going Bills here. This is where we disagree. Now, I will not bet on the Falcons. I will not do it. You guys have heard me say, talk think, about that. I think that's a podcast rule, isn't it? Yeah, I don't bet on the Falcons, but I could not believe this line was more than two touchdowns. Mm-hmm. This is how the Bills are. They're so high and low. If you look True. back, like they had like the best team early on because they didn't play anyone, and then they got humbled by like the Colts and the Patriots, and then they stomped the Patriots last week. The Bills aren't a team that should ever have a two touchdown spread. I'm sorry. Like, I get that Josh Allen can be the best quarterback in the league, but he's just inconsistent. Like, he really is. I know everyone's in love with Josh Allen. I would be careful betting the Bills at 14 and a half. If I lean something here, I would go Falcons. And technically, it would be a, it would be an extreme rarity. The Falcons are not out of the playoffs yet. True. Also, you want to hear something crazy? What's that? The Falcons were kind of one of my sleeper teams at the beginning of the season. And I took their over seven and a half wins. They are currently oh, they are currently at seven. So I just need them to win one of these last two weeks. And you know who I, they have next week? I do not know. Let me check. Uh, the Saints. Oh, that's winnable. Yeah, and also in uh, my under my favorite under was the Jacksonville Jaguars under six and a half, and they have two wins with. Two games left to go, so that one cashed as well. Nice. Nice. Um, Going back to the slate, so games we didn't touch. Jaguars, Patriots. Patriots, 16-point favorites. That's nuts. I will never support a favorite by 17 points. I can't do it. It's not my DNA. Um, Jaguars are the worst team in the football. There's no doubt about it. But... um, Patriots win games, and uh, I get that Bill Belichick's going to dominate a rookie quarterback, but 17 points, like, holy, I'm just staying away. Patriots are coming off a loss. Uh, 
We are going to be in January. Uh, Bill Belichick doesn't lose football games in January. They're fighting for a playoff spot. They're they're fighting for the division. They might win that division if the Bills slip up. Um, I, I think they're going to want to win, and they're going to want to win convincingly. So I will be taking the Patriots in that at 16 points. Wow. Ballsy. Another big spread here, Diz. Buccaneers, Jets, Buccaneers, 13-point favorites. Uh, I'm just staying away. I don't know, man. Uh, uh, Bucks will win this game for sure, but yeah. two touchdowns is a lot. Um, especially with Tampa and like the injury they've faced, you know, Tom Brady wants to be MVP. So maybe they'll run up the score, but I don't know. Just one I'm going to stay away from. Yep. Um, Cardinals, Cowboys, Cowboys, six point favorites. Uh, I'll tell you where I lean. I lean Cardinals plus six. Yeah. I was going to say, I, I hate betting on the Cardinals when they're favorites, but I love betting on them when they're underdogs and, Listen, they've lost three straight, and they haven't uh, looked the best. But uh, at that same time, to give them six points with Kyler Murray, I get the Cowboys have one of the best defenses. But, uh, yeah, I lean Cardinals plus six as well. I think the Cowboys Cowboys are riding a little too high. I think they come back to earth a little bit. Or right. come back to earth, if you hear what I'm Oh, wow. Yep. Oh, man. No, but I, I definitely like the, the Cardinals here. The Cardinals are a better road team anyways. They're playing in Jerry World. Um, the Cowboys' defense is opportunistic. If the, if Kyler Murray runs like crazy um, and they kind of keep the ball away from that offense, um, I, I can see the Cardinals putting in a performance where everyone kind of goes back to scratching their heads and wondering if the Cardinals are actually a good team again and the Cowboys, if they are, you know, Super Bowl contenders. Absolutely. Uh, this next one's another gross one. Panthers at the Saints. Saints are getting six and a half points at home. From what I've say, heard... Say that again. I missed it. I'm sorry. Panthers at Saints. Saints are getting six and a half points. Uh... Last I heard, Sam Darnold might be starting at cornerback for the Panthers. And Taysom Hill was probably starting at quarterback for the Saints. Taysom Hill is quarterback? Mm. I'm going to stay away. This is ugly, man. This is gross. This was a game I looked at possibly taking the under. Maybe. What's the number? Uh, the number for the under is 38. That's so low. That's, one that's of the, very low. That's one of the things that kept me away because I can see this Saints team with Taysom Hill putting up like 35, you know? They're, they're kind of due for an explosion game, which the Saints offense can have at times. Um, or even if the defense just creates turnovers and scores. Um, so the 38 number scared, scared me away from it. Yeah, absolutely. And then the final game we didn't touch on, Sunday night game, Vikings at the Packers. Packers are seven-point favorites. I feel like that seven points is a little low. Yeah, that's where I was saying too. Um, prime time Aaron Rodgers versus prime time Kirk Cousins. And I would lean, I would lean Packers minus seven. But uh, didn't the Packers already clinch the one seed? I don't know that they clinched the one seed, but they definitely already clinched a playoff spot. And they clinched um, the division. I know that. Yeah, yeah, um, but also Thielen is out for the Vikings, and the Packers are getting might be getting Jair Alexander, one of their best cornerbacks, back. So. I uh, 
I think the Packers can handle seven points at home. My only concern is they, they haven't been blowing guys out recently. Um, they're normally great against the spread, but they the Browns had a chance to beat them last week and Baker Mayfield threw four interceptions. So I'm getting a little worried that the Packers uh, aren't taking care of business where they need to be. If they're in a playoff game against the Buccaneers or maybe even the Cowboys, I may be leaning the other way. I haven't seen them dominate. So this is a, this is a good test for them to, to shut those people up like myself and uh, make a statement that they can beat bad teams big and take care of business. Yeah, sorry, Jace. I kind of uh, spaced out because we really got like our first actual uh, YouTube chat going. Sick. And it was uh, it's from our boy Miles. And, hey. Uh, Miles's uh, comment was Taysom Hill is the goat. <laughs> so, and then shortly after. He responded with, wow, does he read the chat? And then he goes, I don't think he reads the chat, you guys. And then in all caps, he read the chat. So uh, <laughs> shout out, Miles. Appreciate you. Um, shout out, Miles, for that Kentucky minus 20 pick. He didn't give it to me, but because he was such a big Kentucky fan, we knew to take that for our group best bet last night, and that one uh, came home for us. So uh, shout out to Kentucky Wildcats men's basketball team, and shout out our boy, Miles. Hell yeah, Miles. All right, Diz. Uh, so that wraps up Football Friday. Anything from you before we uh, move on? It's now the time to talk about Carl Lentz or is that at the end of the pod? Yeah, I think I think we should. I think we should. So, All right, give it to me. Give it to me. I was talking with Trevor. We were talking about the Colts game this weekend against the Raiders. And he, I told him that uh, Carl Wentz was going to play on Sunday, more than likely because they changed the rules where you, you only have to be out five days if you're unvaccinated. And that fifth day would be um, <laughs> that uh, that would mean he'd be able to play Sunday, right? And Trevor Correct. was, like, visibly upset or, like, disappointed that Carl Wentz was going to start for the Colts. And I was like, what are you talking about? That's a good thing. And he's like, no, Carl Wentz has been terrible these past few weeks. And – he said he wanted to see Sam Ellinger and see if the Colts were actually better without Carl Wentz. And I told him he was crazy. And I, nah. I said, he, he claimed that Carl Wentz was terrible in that Cardinals game. And I said, I didn't think that I, was the case. I will defend him up until like those last, or that at least that last drive. He was missing like four yard passes and doing like sidearm shit. And as a fan, it was the most frustrating thing to watch. He played bad until the end, but he stepped up. It was frustrating to watch, but there is no way we would rather see Sam Ellinger. There's no way. I'm sorry. There's no way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's and, no way. I, I'm not a huge. I'm not a huge Carl Wentz fan, but you cannot. You you can't be upset that he's playing. I mean, <laughs> Sam Ellinger. I, I I'm sure he's a nice kid, but I don't want him to start when we got to take care of business and get into the playoffs. Sunshine is wrong here. I'm sorry, Sunshine. I love you, but you're wrong. And he did he did mention that he said he was missing wide open throws that were real simple throws. Um, so um, that's that's uh, he. I will give him credit on that. He did say that. Uh, Miles said he's out on the Carl Wentz joke, and he said horns down for Sam Ellinger. Um, so Miles is really on a heater right now. Um, Absolutely. But I didn't know this either, Diz, but I was looking at Carl Wentz's season stats to kind of like crazy. back up my, my thought process that Carl Wentz has actually been good for the Colts. 
So good numbers. He ranks numbers. tenth in the league in touchdown passes. He ranks fourth in the league in interceptions, which means fourth mm. least. Love interceptions fourth throw. least, yeah. And he actually ranks sixth in the league in quarterback rating. So I think he is not getting enough respect as a good, decent starting quarterback. I mean, he he didn't even he didn't even crack the top ten in Rankle's quarterback rankings. He is not a top ten quarterback. Stats say otherwise. He is not a top ten quarterback. He's he's not accurate, and we've gotten very lucky. Um, there should have been turnovers that haven't been turnovers, and I'm I'm proud of what he's done for us. I cannot be upset, but I damn well know that there's going to be a point in the playoffs where we have to come from behind and win, and he's not going to be able to. Or maybe he's going to make too many mistakes and cost us the game. I know that to be the case. So I'm in between you and Sunshine. I definitely do not <laughs> want Sam Ellinger to play. I definitely want Carson Wentz to start for us. He yeah. helped us win that game last week, no doubt about it. And uh, he's not a top-ten quarterback. So I'm in the middle. He's he's going to hurt us. He's, gonna, or, I don't, he's not going to hurt us, but he's going to cost us a big game because he just doesn't have it and we rely too much on our run game. But I uh, definitely want him over Ellinger. Yeah. So Miles said he had to get off. His mom's making him get off. Shout out Bison. Um, shout out Miles for stopping by. And Miles said that he is not a top 10 quarterback. So uh, Miles seems to agree with you in that aspect. Oh, yeah. But yeah, I, 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 we had to talk about it. I told Sunshine, come on the pod, talk about it, defend yourself. But he said he couldn't. So uh, there you go. All right, Dis, let's review our dumbest dummy picks from Wednesday or yesterday's episode. I went six and five, so I just barely went positive, but I did go positive. Oh, boy. Uh, Connor, who's not here, actually went 11 and five. Jesus. So he's making the comeback of all comebacks. Uh, How did did you do yesterday? I went two and two. Um, Hit the Clemson-Oklahoma – Boost and uh, hit the Panthers Rangers over. There you go. So Kraken uh, lost an OT. That was a heartbreaker. Oh my gosh, I was so mad. Our our boy our boy Gordy tried to tried to make it happen, but it wasn't meant to be last night. So in the competition, Diz, and this is the last episode for the competition. I am down 5.33 units. Connor is down 3.19 units. And you are up 1.07 units. So we're all kind of right there. But Say that one more time. So I'm down 5.33. Connor is down 3.19. And you are up 1.07. Oh, shit. Okay. So you have about a four-unit lead on Connor and about a six-unit lead on me. Okay. Um, I will go ahead and read off Connor's picks. Um, he, he went with a same strategy that he did um, for last night where he's taken all of the hockey games and he's taken all the over-unders of the hockey game and then he's also parlaying the two together. So he has 16 in total, all right? So the okay. money, li- money line bets, he has the Blue Jackets over the Predators. The Lightning over the Panthers, the Hurricanes over the Canadians, 
the Islanders over the Sabres, the Flames over the Kraken, the Kings over the Canucks, and the Flyers over the Sharks. And then parlayed together, that's plus 51.48. So he has that. And then for the over-unders, he has the Lightning Panthers over 6.5, Canadians Hurricanes over 6, Predators Blue Jackets under 5.5, Sabres, Islanders over five and a half, Flames, Kraken over five and a half, Canucks, Kings under five and a half, and then Flyers, Sharks under six. And then if you parlay all those over-unders together, you get plus nine, 94.09. Jesus. So needless to say, if he just goes ham on one of those two parlays, we are boned. <laughs> yeah, seems like it. I'll let him win if that happens. Yeah. All right, Diz, while I figure my stuff out, do you want to go ahead and give us your best or your dumbest dummy picks? Yeah, I have a question. Yep. Uh, at the start of the pod, uh, Purdue's playing Tennessee right now. They were up 30 to 28, and I got them at plus 182 live value. Does that Purdue money line at plus 182 count as a best bet? Is it still going on? Yes. Then I will allow it. Uh, Tennessee is currently up one in Purdue territory at the start of the fourth quarter. So not looking great. You but, have Purdue, uh, you said? Purdue. I took them. They were winning. It was plus 182. Okay. So that's my first one. And then I have an NFL teaser from this weekend or for this weekend. Uh, Raiders up to plus 13. I know a lot of Colts people are coming back from COVID. But even if the Colts are entirely healthy, they don't really blow out teams. The only time they've blown out a good team is – when they beat the Pats by 10, and that was essentially because of a breakout run at the end of the game. So I'm liking the Raiders to cover 13 points. Took the Bears to plus a half. I think with Nick Foles, they're going to beat the Giants. I think the Giants are garbage. And then Broncos plus 12 and a half. Uh, one of my, it was my favorite dog, actually, them at plus six and a half. And uh, I'm worried about the Chargers uh, winning by a long shot, like you said, but I'm pretty confident about that teaser. All three of those to hit is plus 140. And then my last one, Lightning Panthers over six and a half at minus 118. So kind of a conservative play for the last day of the year, last day of the month for uh, the Dumbest Dummy competition, but uh, confident that we're going to win. There you go. Um, what was I going to say? Oh, did you, with that teaser, did you cross zero? Did I cross zero? Weren't the Bears favorites, and then you took them all the way down to make them the underdog? Correct. Supposedly in gambling Twitter or just online in general, apparently that's a cardinal sin. I don't know why that's a thing, but uh, we'll see if Can you're Can we maybe, figure that out? We'll see if you're maybe cursed because you uh, took a team cross zero. That worries me now. Damn it. <laughs> Sorry, didn't mean to, to ruin your parade. I mean, it doesn't matter. If, if Connor hits one of his parlays, we lose anyways. So True. Alright, Diz. I have a plethora of picks tonight. Obviously oh, I'm in Jesus. last I'm in last place. I need to make up some ground. Um so it'll start off so these and they're all in the NBA, Diz. Um this first one is a parlay of my three picks for tonight. Now there were four games tonight, but the fourth one got cancelled, so I'm uh, this three-leg parlay is plus 724. So it's Cavs plus three and a half versus the Wizards. Bucks minus 14 
versus the Magic, and Nets minus five and a half versus the Seventy Sixers. Okay. So those three parlayed together tonight, plus seven twenty-four. Then I took two first baskets. So I like Wendell Carter for Orlando to hit the first basket in that game at plus six hundred. And then I like Kevin Durant for Brooklyn to hit the first basket at plus five hundred. And then I did parlay those two together as well, and that's plus forty-two hundred. Jesus. Um, and then the rest of these are player props, of course. That's been my go-to of late. Um, so I like Kevin Durant over 26.5 points at minus 116. He has hit this in eight of his last ten. Yes, he is coming off of COVID, so he's been off for a couple of days. But uh, he he has averaged 29.7 points this season. And for some reason, his over-under was at 26.5. Um, he has averaged 34.8 in his last five and 31-and-a-half versus Philly this season so far. Um, and Philly ranks 30th in small forward defense. So this is just another case where I think the line is wrong, so I'm taking Durant over 26-and-a-half uh, points. Um, these next three, actually, I attacked the same team, the same defense, but uh, this first one, Drew Holiday of the Milwaukee Bucks over 21-and-a-half points plus rebounds at minus 115. He has hit this in six straight games, and there's a very favorable matchup against a very bad Orlando Magic team. Um, Orlando actually ranks 25th in points allowed, 23rd in re rebounds allowed, and 26th in shooting guard defense. Um, and then in that same game, I got like Bobby Portis over 24.5 points, rebounds, and assists at minus 113. He has hit this in nine of his last 10. And against Orlando, he has averaged 31 so far this season. And again, the matchup. Orlando ranks 25th in points allowed, 23rd in rebounds allowed, 27th in assists allowed, and 24th in power forward defense. And I have one more for you. Did same game, same situation. I'm going Chris Middleton over 23.5 points plus assists at minus 111. Mm. Same game, different player. Hit in the 9 of his last 10 and the Magic stake. So I'm clearly attacking the Magic tonight. And finally, I couldn't have a Patty player props without an under in here. So I'm going Isaac Okoro of the Cleveland Cavaliers under 7.5 rebounds plus assists at minus 132. He has not hit this mark in 10 straight. For the season, he averages 5.7 rebounds plus assists per game. And Washington ranks 15th in rebounds allowed and 8th in assists allowed. So uh, there you have it, Diz. Love it. Okay. Best of luck, but I'm going to win. Okay. I hope for your sake it happens. All right, this group best bets. We went, uh, what, two and one last night? Mm-hmm. Um, as a group, we are up 3.58 units this month, which guarantees us another positive month for the boys. Let's go. Um, I think we can all agree on the Panthers lightning over six and a half tonight. Yes, sir. So go with that. How how do you feel about the Lions plus seven versus the Seahawks? I'll ride it. Okay. Dan Campbell for the win. 
Yep. MCDC, baby. Motor Center, Dan Campbell. Hey, should we have some college football playoff action in here? We we certainly can. Which one do you do you uh feel a particular way about? Uh Alabama Cincinnati. I, I know it goes against my DNA, but I feel like Alabama's gonna stop them. Is that is that a villain move? Well, I disagree with you, so I don't want to do that. You think Cincinnati's like, gonna cover thirteen and a half? I do. I actually like both dogs in the matchup for the college football playoffs to cover their spreads. What's uh what's the spread on Georgia Michigan? Seven and a uh, half. If you don't like that, we don't have to do that. We can go we can go elsewhere. Yeah, I think we go elsewhere. Agreed. Um let's let's see what's going on in college basketball. Um I I don't know much about this matchup, Diz, but uh, and it, and it's not ideal because it's a Big Ten team on the road. But Michigan men's basketball is only a three-point favorite on the road at UCF. I have no clue. I was gonna say I I wish I knew more about UCF. We could do an ignorance pick. What and do Michigan minus three? Yeah. Yeah, let, let's do that. Let's do it. It's sometimes overthinking it can uh, hurt us. Well, and that's what happened with that Kentucky minus twenty pick yesterday, right? We just kind of were like, "Yeah, we we like it. We'll ride with our boy Miles." Uh, so let's do Michigan minus three. Let's ride it. Dope. All right, Diz. It's time for the hail mary multi sport parlay of the day. Unfortunately, the value of this tanked because they canceled the Golden State Warriors-Denver Nuggets game. But I do still have uh, 10 legs for you. Three in the NBA with spreads. Seven money lines in the NHL. But one of those, I will warn you, one of those money line picks was like minus 390. Okay. So we we, we are seeing some less value today than we normally would. But uh, what do you think $1 wins you in the Hail Mary Multisport Parlay of the Day today? Eight hundred. No, it is one dollar to win four hundred and thirty dollars and sixty-seven cents. Now, when that Warriors Nuggets game was in there, this was up where right where you were expecting it to be. But uh, I'm going Cavs plus three and a half versus the Wizards, Bucks minus fourteen versus the Magic, and Nets minus five and a half versus the Seventy Sixers. And then on the ice, I like the Blue Jackets money line versus the Predators, Panthers money line versus the Lightning, Hurricanes money line versus the Canadians. Sabres money line versus the Islanders, Flames money line versus the Kraken, Canucks money line versus the Kings, and finally Sharks money line versus the Flyers. So there you go, Diz. Nice. Anything? Pretty big fall from a fourteen thousand dollar one yesterday. Yeah, yeah, that's correct. But also, I was nowhere near hitting that fourteen thousand one. So, uh, you know, the. The Hail Mary parlay of the day kind of goes with the games and the matchups that are happening any given day. So um, the value is very hard to predict, but nonetheless, um, anything you need to get off your chest is before we go into a uh, new year. I was just going to say Happy New Year. Thanks for riding with us. 
Absolutely. Um, let's make 2022 even better. Absolutely. Like Diz said, thank you all. We can't do this without you guys. Otherwise, we'd just be talking to each other like on a phone call. But we appreciate all of you. We really do. Bet together, win together. We'll keep it going in the new year. Um, hope everyone has a nice, long, safe, profitable weekend. And we will see you all in 2022 on Monday. Mm-hmm.